Welcome everybody. So glad we get to hang out and have a conversation on the Unlearned podcast about unlearning unhealthy leadership habits and behaviors. Just got to take a moment to be completely real and honest with you all. This first episode has been a train wreck. Initially, I tried to write the first episode and my brain had all kinds of ideas and I normally try to keep it within one specific idea, but I have like two ideas trying to compete with one another and it was confusing me and it wasn't very clear and so I reached out to my friend Gary and Gary, of course, found the problem within just a few minutes and he isolated a paragraph and said, what are you trying to say here? And there was the rub and I knew what I was trying to do. So I deleted a ton. I thanked my friend. And so thought I was ready to record episode number one. And then I realized after recording for about 20 minutes that I had deleted it. So there you go. Audacity one, Chris zero. I'm very technologically challenged, but that is why I've been expressing a great leadership trait of asking for help and asking lots of questions. So then a few days ago, I decided to sit down and go for episode one and realized that the cable that was going into the side of the computer and into the microphone had a piece that was broken. So I go to replace that part, go to Target, and buy the wrong part. Bought the wrong thing. So again, yet another day. Then I sit down to record and the Blue Yeti microphone will not pick up. So I just prayed for a moment. I'm a spiritual person. I hope you are too. And I prayed and there it came up on the screen. Blue Yeti. So I just want to encourage you. Maybe this is you today. Maybe this is really all I should say for this podcast is when you are a leader, you're going to find this place called the dip. And the dip is a place that is filled with pain or problems or tension or conflict. And you have two things that you can do when you are in this dip. You can go backwards, pretend that it doesn't exist, or move on without isolating and really uh, coming up with a solution to that problem within the dip. Or you can keep showing up and push through. Because honestly, the people that want to connect with you, the people that want to learn from you, it's not going to be from the things that just went well that you did right away. It's going to be the things that you pushed through and the things that you kept showing up for and the things that you kept dreaming for and through. So man, if that's you today or you feel stuck or maybe your boss is not leading you well or maybe they've hit their leadership lid and you're waiting on them, like just keep showing up. Uh, keep leading without a title and keep pushing through. So there you go. That's the freebie for today. Now we can get to the topic of episode one, which is three questions every leader should ask their teams. But before we get there, I want to ask you a few questions, especially if you're a leader. Are you a leader who asks questions or do you normally talk the entire time? Is there a reason why you don't ask questions in your staff time together? Do you use questions to drive the content of your meetings? Do you have a seasoned leader that you normally check in with, that you communicate with, that you can ask questions? Would your staff describe your time together as engaging and life-giving, or would they describe it as kind of mundane or just simply required? If there were two descriptive titles your team could choose from to describe how you lead meetings, would it be prison guard, kind of where you're just checking off the to-do list, keeping everyone locked in? Or would you say personal guide, you know, like in a museum, explaining the whys behind the whats, asking if they have any thoughts or if they have any questions? 
So back in 2018, I took a job at a middle school in inner city Fort Worth, and it was one of those jobs that I wish I would have Googled or drove by before I took the job, but it was $18 an hour, so that was big money back in the day. And so I went and I, of course, figured out why the money was so much once I got there. Like, it was a super dangerous, scary-looking place. The kids were super mean, and, and, and really sometimes during recess you could hear gunfire, and I would pretend that those were fireworks, and the kids would often say, well, it's not the 4th of July, and I would say, for me, it is. But I chose them to give the toughest version of myself. I, I chose to give those kids the toughest version of myself by simply standing at the door with a clipboard in our after-school program, like daring them, daring them to sass me or disrespect me. And I really only wanted them to get their snack, to take a seat, to grab a game and get their homework done. Like I had zero desire to get to know these kids. But when you know it, behavior problem patterns eventually became a reality. And I couldn't understand why initially, but then I realized the truth that I heard a leader mentioned years ago that was probably at the root of the problem. And he said, rules without relationship equal rebellion. Rules with relationship equal respect. And it was there I realized that I was more like a prison guard instead of personal guide. Like, instead of being a personal guide for these bright, goofy middle schoolers, I was more like a prison guard just checking names off, giving them a snack, and talking as little as possible. So I made the change to be more of a personal guy. Like instead of standing at the door with my clipboard, I was waiting at the table ready to play games with them, whether that was Connect Four or Mancala, which I would destroy them in. Made me feel better, of course, but I made it more about them. Honestly, even more so than that, than just playing the games. Like this was the moments where I would ask them questions. I would ask about their family, their day at school, their future dreams, what their names meant. And strangely enough, the behavior problem pattern, it like disappeared. What did appear was relationships filled with deep conversations and connections. Like the key to this environment change was me and the tool that I used as a leader to change it. It was questions. So the win for this episode, the win I believe for you as a leader, is to unlearn the practice of only leading with answers and really learning to ask questions. I remember when I was leading a super team, I would have my dry board and my chalk paint wall filled out. I mean, it was huge. It was like 12 by 8, and I would have that thing filled out. And for me, it was very clear. It was very strategic. I knew where we were headed. I knew, you know, we had the whole year planned out. I had all of these things. But our staff, when we would go into those meetings, they would kind of just give me this dull look. And they, I remember they had this kind of empty look in their eyes, like the look of how much longer is this going to be? You know, the look of I have ideas and I'm not going to get a chance to share because this guy's got this board filled out. Some of them had this like look of I had a really bad Sunday and this dude doesn't even care to ask how I'm doing. So I, I felt this healthy tension that I knew I needed to resolve as a leader, not to just fix a problem, but honestly to establish our culture, like what the expectation would be, how we would grow together. And I think the resolve to the tension as well as provide a freedom to be myself, and really if you do the same thing for you to be yourself, is to be extremely proactive in getting to know the people we work with, not just surface level conversation, but what makes them tick. 
Like, what are they passionate about? What are they looking forward to? Uh, you know, what does their world look like outside of our main work environment or our production environment? And one of the best ways I believe to lead others is with questions. Questions can be powerful. Like, questions can lead any discussion and actually provide the content for the time that you have with your staff or the people you're developing. Like, one of my favorite leaders, Jesus, you may know him, I really hope you do, he used questions all the time to lead his team. Like, Jesus was asked 183 questions in the Gospels. That's a lot, right? He answers just three of them, and he asks 307 questions back. Here's what I love about questions. Questions not only invite tension, but they can resolve it as well. Like, questions, I believe, can empower you to know and lead your team in a healthy, productive way. Another one of my favorite leaders, Kerry Newhoff, no pressure, following up to Jesus, Kerry, he, he said in a recent article entitled Seven Signs You May Have Peaked as a Leader, was this, is one of the reasons that you may have hit your ceiling as a leader is you've stopped asking questions. He goes on to say the best leaders ask the best questions, like leaders who've peaked swapped out, asking for answering. They, they love to be the expert. They think they've got it figured out. When you stop asking questions, you've stopped learning. And inevitably, you stop leading. So attention, I think you're going to feel, is asking questions to a group of people you may only delegate or defer things to. Maybe questions feel like a time waster. They can hijack productivity for the day. Like, here's the thing. I've felt that. But I've also felt the deflation in the faces and spirits of a team who wanted to be heard and known and empowered. Just like with school, at Morningside Middle School, I, I made the shift. And before I give you the main three questions, I wanted to give you a multiple option of three questions, especially if you're currently leading low relationally. Like, I worked at a church in Texas. And the reason I'm saying this is when I worked there for the time that I did, I had three conversations with the pastor that I worked for. Like three in four years time. I have a best friend who worked at a church for five years and his boss, the pastor, didn't even know his kid's name. After five years. Like if that's you, I think three of the best questions you can start with are these. How are you doing? What are you looking forward to? And how can I help you this week? I know those are super basic, right? But maybe you need to start at ground zero by making a bigger relational deposit within your team. Like our staff here at One Life in Knoxville at the East Campus, we work through three main questions every single Monday that are pretty simple, but they keep us focused on the main thing. Like what was the win for you this weekend? Where was their tension? And then what's coming up? Ralph Moore, who's one of my favorite leaders, he wrote the book Make Disciple. He's planted hundreds of churches. He asked three questions to guide every single discipleship meeting that is normally the beginning core group of a church plant. And I use these three questions in my own personal discipleship. What did the Holy Spirit say? What are you going to do about it? And then how can I help you? Like, give your team the permission to be completely honest and hopefully the feedback will give you a great starting point with them and really what questions to make a normal rhythm of your staff time together. I asked my staff this, this question a couple of weeks ago, but I realized a few things. And the, and the question was this, what is it like to be led by me? Now, I knew for some that would be a little tougher 
of a response, but this is what I found out. Number one, the culture that we have here that is grounded in our relationships made it an honest share for them, though I really wanted them to be more uh, critique I wanted them to really isolate some things that I'm not doing well as opposed to all the positive things that I am doing. And number two, you know, that question would have been better served one-on-one instead of a group setting to invoke more honesty in feedback. So I would encourage you This is one of those places where you can possibly unlearn this bad habit of simply leading with answers. This is a chance for you, if you're not self-aware, to maybe figure out some things as you ask the question, what is it like to be led by me by one of your staff or one of the people you're developing that will be completely honest for you. You will be a better leader because of that question. And so I want to encourage you uh, with a few more questions at the end of our time together is why would you not ask people that you lead, people that you develop, questions? Like, why would you not ask or lead with questions? Is it a fear of your team? Maybe having better ideas than you? I've felt that and I've known that and I've experienced it. Maybe it's an insecurity with someone saying what you already know. Isn't that interesting? Like, you know your weak spots. You know uh, your blind spots. You know the areas that you need to grow. And maybe it would be helpful for somebody else to step up and step in as a leader to isolate those things as you give them the opportunity to respond as you lead with questions. For you and I to be the best leaders we can be, we have to unlearn the habit and practice of leading simply only with answers. The win, again, is for you as a leader to unlearn the habit and behavior of only having answers and learn to lead by asking more questions. If you found this content helpful, hit the like button and share this with someone who could benefit from it. Also, to get the latest episodes, you can subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm excited to share with you all next week, hopefully, as long as the Lord wills it and the creek doesn't rise, episode two. And really within that episode, we want to talk about two things you can be for every leader. Hey, have an amazing Memorial Day weekend. TTYS from the Unlearned Podcast. Until next time.